and welcome to Inside IB, your guide to the ins and outs of student life at Imperial College Business School. This podcast is your one-stop shop of what it's like to study at Imperial on one of our master's or MBA programs with advice from expert staff members and experienced students. In our second episode, we'll be discussing how to navigate the full-time MBA admissions process. There are a lot of considerations when presenting your academic achievements and work experience to the GMAT and your personal statement. There can certainly be a lot to think about, but that's why we're here to help you through it all. In this episode, we'll be hearing from a member of our admissions team, followed by a student who will recount their experience crafting a strong full-time MBA application. First up, I'll be chatting with Laura O'Sullivan, admissions manager for the programme. Laura, hello. Hi, Amy. Thank you for joining us today. We're really excited to have you here. I've got some rapid fire questions to start us off and get to know you a little bit better. Are you ready? I am. Okay, first up, tell us a bit about your role and and what you do here at the business school. So I've been at the business school now for nine and a half years. Um, I've been the MBA admissions manager since November 2014. So I've seen many uh, cycles uh, over the past few years. Um, It's my responsibility really to uh, ensure that we're admitting the best cohorts we can for each of our intakes and making sure that we have diversity, uh, both in terms of where our students are coming from, but also the backgrounds, uh, where they studied, where they're working and and so forth. And what was it that drew you to working in admissions? Well, I really like working with candidates and being involved in their journey from the initial idea of them wanting to study at business school and supporting them in terms of realising their objectives and helping them support their future career uh, aspirations. You must get to meet some very interesting people in your role. No two cycles are the same. So one of the things I really love is just how different our candidates are. Um, So in the past, you know, you will deal with people from a whole range of backgrounds. So we've had a World Cup winning rugby player apply in previous years. Um, to you know, new juniors perhaps who've got less experience. Um, so I really enjoy finding out about different candidates, their motivations for studying the program, and seeing how you know everyone has their own story of where they've come from and what they're looking to go on to achieve. Um, and tell me, what's your favourite thing about working in London? It's a fantastic city. I was born in London, um, so it's very much home to me. Um, I think as a place to study there are so many things at the students you know fingertips to really explore so you think about the cultural side of things but also as a center in London you know we we are the financial hub spot there is so much innovation happening in London uh, and I think it's a great place for students to to study but also to immerse themselves in what we have to offer as a city. And our last rapid fire question, can you give us the IB Insider Scoop? Is there a particular spot on campus that you'd recommend people pay a visit to? There are so many. Uh, Hyde Park has to be one of my favourite places uh, around the campus. Um, so when, when in the long summer months, you might often find me having a, a gentle jog uh, around around Hyde Park. <laughs> and, and what about um, more generally in London? What what are you, what's your recommendation for um, for students? Something to do while they're while they're in uh, while they're in London. So I love the theatre. So I'd highly recommend Central London. Uh, there's an array of shows out there. Uh, so just a few of my favourites would be Lion King, Phantom of the Opera. Um, but there are so many great shows that I encourage students to go and see as many as they can if that's uh, their, you know, thing. Yeah. 
Definitely. Thank you. Um, so on to the application process. Um, today we'll be d- discussing some of the most important elements of the full-time MBA application process. One part of the application is having a valid GMAT test score. Can you tell us what the GMAT is and why we require applicants to take it? Yeah, so the GMAT is a computer placer test that most business schools across the world will use as part of their admissions process. And it's something that we use to assess a candidate's sort of academic potential for future success, not only on the programme, but beyond that as well. Um, As you can imagine, we have students from a whole array of backgrounds apply. You know, they might come from engineering backgrounds, but we have some people come from things such as fashion, sport, where perhaps quantitative elements might not be part of their degree. So it's really important for us in admissions to make sure that all applicants to our programme and admitted students have the fundamental quantitative abilities um, to enable them to succeed on the programme. Um, as you, you know, as there are many quantitative based um, components to the courses, so you know, financial accounting and so forth. That makes sense. Um, and is there a minimum grade for entry to the full time MBA? Um, and and how how is this? Uh, how does this um, factor into your overall assessment of candidates? So we do require candidates to have a minimum GMAT score of 600 at the point of application for the programme. There are are instances where we might um, offer a GMAT waiver, but that would be in exceptional circumstances where, for example, a candidate has got a first class degree from a top ranked institution. um, But that would be something that we would assess in admissions on a case by case basis. Uh, It is a A factor we take into consideration um, when we are making decisions on whether to admit a student, but it's not the be all and end all. So whether you have a 600 or you have a 730, obviously the higher the score, the better. Um, But that's not the, I suppose, deciding factor in whether one would be offered a place on the programme. Okay. And do you have any tips for how students can prepare for the GMAT and ensure that they get the best score possible? Yeah, so I would encourage candidates to sort of do tests. So there are practice tests available on websites. Um, We do offer a Manhattan prep course where there are discounts. So that's something that we do list on our website. So would really encourage candidates if they are unsure of their strength and areas just to take those practice tests to make sure that where they're not feeling comfortable, they're doing reading around certain topics, certain phrases that they think might come up in an MBA programme. But also reach out to previous students, get their experience. You'll be surprised at how many people might not necessarily have felt comfortable taking a GMAT, but they might be able to share their insights from, from their own experiences. And what about the GRE? Do you also accept that? And do you do you have any preference um, when it comes to which test candidates should take? So we do accept GRE. Uh, the minimum requirement is 156 in the verbal section and 158 in the quantitative. At the business school, we don't have a preference for either or, um, but we do see that the majority of students do present with a GMAT score. Okay, excellent. Thank you. Another main part of a candidate's application is the personal statement. The format of the statement has changed a little bit this year. So can you run us through how that works? Yeah, so in previous years, the personal statement used to be a one page document where candidates would outline their motivations for studying uh, the MBA programme. 
what we have previously found is that there was a lot of repetition in terms of what candidates were presenting in that personal statement versus what was asked in the application form. So what we've done this year is drill it down to four key questions just to help um, direct students to the types of things that we're looking for them to, to explain. Um, so we're hoping that that might sort of focus them a little bit more on what it is we're asking for. There is also the opportunity for candidates to provide us with additional information if they don't feel that it's covered in the personal statement or uh, elsewhere in the application form. Okay, so in theory, that should make things more straightforward for candidates as they know exactly what um, information um, you're looking for. Um, But how should a student approach writing this statement? Do you have any um, any tips? I would advise them to be concise, um, try not to get too caught up in what they think they want us to hear. I know there's a lot of tendency for people to specifically talk about our programme and where we are in the rankings. And that's not necessarily something that we would want to or expect to see within that part of the personal statement. So perhaps tell us something different about yourself that might not be evidenced elsewhere in the application, things around voluntary experience. Um, But what we do want to see is that there is demonstrable research or evidence into your motivation for studying at Imperial. Okay, brilliant. That, that's really good advice. Thank you, Laura. Um, and we also ask applicants to submit a video assessment about their career goals. Can you explain a little bit about that part of the process? Yeah, so we work with um, Kira Talent to um, ask candidates some questions around their career aims. So as part of the application, we do ask specific questions around um the types of companies you're looking to work for, a bit about the application process there. But the video assessment is an opportunity for us to sort of approach it from a slightly different angle um, and to sort of find out a bit more about your personality in those questions. And what we are hoping to see is consistency. Um, Sometimes you'd be surprised by there not being consistency between what's written in the application form versus what's said in the online video. And um, so we are looking for consistency across that those two sections. Um, we are looking for candidates to tell us a bit more about their short term and long term career goals and specifically how the MBA will facilitate their success or their their aims in that respect, what their biggest challenges are likely to be, how they'll overcome it. So, again, looking for candidates to show some self-awareness and to demonstrate that they have done some research into perhaps what they identify as potential weaknesses. Uh, But what we are looking is for them to show the skills and experience that they've got to date uh, and to demonstrate why they are the candidate that employers would be looking to employ. And any particular do's and don'ts for recording the video assessment? I would, so these questions are listed on our website. So I would really encourage candidates to look at them in advance prepare their answer. Um, obviously, you don't want it necessarily to be too scripted. You want people to, to know what it is they, they are looking to do. Um, but to take the time, don't rush it, because that is very much something that will stick with us. Okay, brilliant. Thank you, Laura. Um, and finally, we have the interview. Um, what can candidates expect when they get to this stage? So when candidates get to the interview stage, they should be expected to um, 
be asked more detailed questions about their application form uh, for the interviewer to find out a bit more about their story, their reason for studying in the MBA program, um, and sort of drill down into their career aspirations post-MBA. Okay. And who um, who conducts the interviews um, for the full-time MBA program? So we have a number of uh, people involved in the interviewing process. So the alumni take up a large proportion of the interviews for our program, but you may also be interviewed by our director of admissions, our head of admissions, or other members of our marketing team and recruitment team. Um, And what's your top tip for performing well in the interview? I would say prepare for an admissions interview like you would for a a job interview. Uh, Make sure you've done your research into the business school, um, specifically the program to which you are applying for. if you do know your interviewer in advance, which you should well do, um, read up a bit about them. Have a look at their LinkedIn profile. Um, you might find that they come from a similar background to you, um, that you might then want to ask them questions. Read your application, I would say as well. Um, you will be asked for some clarification, perhaps, on some of the things that you've mentioned in your application form. Um, so you want to make sure that what you're saying at interview is consistent with what you have written in your application. That's really helpful advice. Thank you for sharing that, Laura. Um, And thinking about the overall application and drawing on your admissions experience, what are some of the things a candidate can do to help uh, make their application really stand out? I would say, more generally speaking, when you are applying to, to business school, make sure you plan an application. Don't rush it. We have many application rounds throughout the admissions cycle have a look at the deadlines, make sure you give yourself sufficient time to apply. Um, it's clear from you know looking at application forms when something is rushed, there are mistakes that we tend to often see where people are maybe copying and pasting information from other applications to other business school, um, which, <laughs> so you know, the wrong business school name in there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You, you'd be surprised how many we see of that. So it's attention to detail and just making sure that you give yourself enough time to, you know, double check, triple check that application before you submit it. You know, if you are reliant on funding, again, make sure that you're having a look on our website to see when those scholarship deadlines are, because it is a very competitive program and you want to make sure that you are giving yourself the best opportunity. Brilliant. Thank you, Laura, for sharing that insight. Um, That's all of my questions. So thank you again for joining me today. It was a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you, Amy. It was lovely speaking with you too. Our second guest today is current full-time MBA student, David Rex. Hello and welcome to Inside IB. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. And we're really excited to have you on the, on the podcast today. Um, I'm going to begin with some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, what were you doing before you joined the full-time MBA program? Yes, yeah, so I was actually working in uh, Sydney, Australia. I was the manager of our customer support team for a small startup company kind of thing, offshoot of booking.com. So uh, pretty much just as far away as I could possibly be from London doing something very different. Oh, wow. And how long were you based in Australia? Yeah, so I was there for about three years. And then before that, I was uh, actually in Hawaii. So I started with this company the whole way through and kind of got to grow with them from being about their 10th employee to, I think when I left, they had over 500. 
Oh, excellent. And I'm sensing that you may be like the warmer weather from Hawaii to Australia. So how's the how's the move to London been weather-wise? Yeah, it wasn't uh, too bad up until about a month ago. And now it's uh, it's going to be a long winter. But uh, This is, this is very be- mild. This is mild for us. <laughs> this is warm. <laughs> Uh, the Hawaiian in me is not happy, but no. we're we're going to make it through. <laughs> um, and why did you choose to study the full-time MBA program at Imperial? Yeah, so after spending the time I did in Australia, I really kind of knew that I didn't really want to go back to the States. And I also really wanted to be in a country where English was still the main language. And that kind of limits your options at some level. And then I've always kind of wanted to be closer to Europe and just was looking for a new place to go. And that kind of brought my research towards uh, looking in London. And then once I was there, it really, Imperial just kind of stood out for me. Uh, I looked at some of the other programs and some of the other schools, and they seemed to be more about what can you do is like, what would you bring us as an alumni? And Imperial always was very much about what we can help you with, what we can do with faculty, what um, things like that. Mm. And what were the highlights from your first week on campus? Uh, I think the first week was a complete blur, um, but it was really exciting to meet the cohort and to, you know, finally be in person. It felt very normal. So uh, it was really nice just to see everyone. And everyone was kind of blown away the whole week at how different everyone was, right? There's people from all over the world coming together from totally different backgrounds. Um, I thought I would kind of be someone that really came from a different non-business school kind of background, shall we say. Um, and it became really exciting that, that, you know, other people came from different startups. Some people were more traditional business and some people, you know, there's this, that, and the other in our cohort. Yeah, it's a really good, good mixture. And it's, it's, um, interesting because you read about the diversity and you read the number of nationalities, the different industries, but it's something different when you actually arrive on campus and you see it, um, you see it in your classmates. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was like one of my biggest concerns and, probably about four hours into it. and was fine with that. <laughs> and for our last um, rapid fire question, what's the inside IB scoop on the best place to grab lunch in and around campus? The best one that I've found for lunch is the one that's not quite in the business school, but just before the door upstairs into the quad-esque area. I know it has a name, but it's escaping me at the moment. But in terms of on-campus options, that one's the best. They tend to have roasts in sandwiches and uh, they're always delicious. Um, so today I'm going to chat with you about your application to Imperial. So when did you start working on your application? I think I started probably working on it in November to finish it in January. But the real work, I think, happens long before you ever start typing it in. It's about you know finding what school you're going to apply to, trying to think about why you want to get an MBA. Like It's a really significant amount of money to have to spend. Um, so it has to be something you actually have to you have to have a purpose of why you want it. And I think for me, I found the application sort of easy because I'd done some of those things beforehand, before I even pulled up Imperial. I'd already kind of thought about a lot of those topics. And how did you go about that research? Obviously, um, you know, you narrowed it down to, to you know, number of schools and programs. And what was your approach to working out where was the right place for you? Yeah, so to be honest, uh when I first, I think I came to London in 2019 and I went to a different program's uh, admissions day and just, it never really occurred to me at the moment, but it just never quite felt right. It just, they just kept implying that they wanted a certain kind of student and that really just didn't really line up with me. Um, And then I think 
eventually I found Imperial site and it was all about being an entrepreneur and being able to bring in lots of different disciplines and not just taking someone that came from a finance background or a consulting background, but really any sort of business background and being able to give them the tools they need um, to be successful. I think there's a one video from your EMBAs where somebody just said that they want to know the words that are being said in the room. And that was exactly how I felt at the time and that I just really wanted to understand what's going on. So yeah, I might understand the concept on some level, but I don't have the fundamentals that I thought I needed to be successful to further my career. Um, and there's another aspect of the of the application form that I know is quite um, daunting for a lot of people, and that's the, the GMAT test. Uh, had you heard of the GMAT test prior to starting your application? Uh, yeah, so luckily for me, my, uh, my mother actually made me take it within a year of me graduating from my undergrad. I actually applied to Imperial a bit later, like longer than five years. So I actually had the joy of taking it twice um, and getting the same exact score, which really both makes you feel good and bad about yourself at the same time. <laughs> and how did you find the test itself? I mean, you, you've taken it twice, so you're, you're probably in a good position to advise, but any, any tips for someone who, who might be just about to take it? Yeah, so I am probably the worst test taker. <laughs> on the planet. But I would say that that test is especially cruel in how it's designed to be, it's designed to feel tricky, even if you're doing incredibly well, because the questions only get harder if you're doing better. So I would say that the best advice is to not get panicked about how the algorithm is going to work or how, oh man, all the questions seem to be getting easier. So am I not doing well? It's really easy to get in your own head and while you're taking it, instead of just focusing on the one question in front of you and trying to do as best you can on that one question and then moving forward. And whatever the program gives you next, it gives you, and then you just kind of work your way through. And how long do you think um, someone needs to put in to prepare for the test? Um, I think the second time around, I've put in about two months with like an online course. Um, I think you really need to spend some time just to make sure you feel comfortable with the questions because they're not, it's not like any other test that you would have taken before. Um, but probably at least two months. Otherwise, you just won't be you just won't be in a position to be as successful as you might want to be. Okay, I think that's good advice. Thank you. And can you tell us about how you approached writing your personal statement? Yeah. So for me, not feeling like a great test taker, I really felt that my personal statement was very important, um, and I also thought it was a really important part of explaining where I'm coming from because. In my own head, I thought that I was coming into this with totally the wrong credentials of what Imperial might be looking for, just a very, what I would call non-traditional um, background. So I felt like this was my moment to have to explain, okay, this is what I did as a manager. This is what I've done in sales. This is what I've done throughout the business. I've got to move locations. Um, and then the more important part was, and this is why I need to use Imperial to get to where I want to go next. I think being able to synthesize that all into about one page is uh, takes a lot of effort, but um, I found that to be really fun after a while. It's kind of like getting to tell my own story um, in the best possible light. And were there any particular challenges that you faced when writing the personal statement? I mean, you mentioned about sort of getting the length, like reducing it to the right length. Is there anything else that you found difficult? Yeah, I think to some degree it's about making sure you're conveying the right message because not just about saying okay i did x y and z in my career and that's why i'm perfect it's more about why do you need to do this step the people you're competing against you know a few several a bunch of other applicants that all are trying to do the same thing and that some of them might just be like well i'm great so therefore 
I should get in instead of it being like, well, I have these back this background and this is what I want to use Imperial for to get to the next place. And I think throughout all the things I've seen in the application and also from being in the cohort, kind of having an idea of what you want to do next or even what you want to use Imperial for makes a huge difference later. So I think if you convey that in your statement, you kind of already checked a huge box um, you know, for everyone. Okay. And, and speaking of kind of what you want to do next and, and uh, what you're going to use in, Imperial for, another element of the application process is the video career assessment. Um, yeah. <laughs> does that, do you, um, do, how did you approach that? Any, um, would you like to, any particular elements of your experience doing that that you could share with us? Um, to be honest, as someone who came from more of a sales background, I thought I would be feel better about that section, but I really did not. I think that felt really stressful at the time, um, especially because you get, I think it's 90 seconds to just have to answer a career-related question. So again, it comes down to if you know what you want to do next, it's a little bit easier versus if you're more wishy-washy, this is when it kind of comes out. Um, so for me, I felt like that was that was a little bit tricky, but um, I guess it worked out. Obviously, it worked out well. But um, how did you prepare for recording the video of yourself? And had you done anything like it before? No, I'm way more used to having a conversation like this where it's two ways and you can kind of go back and forth. Um, Yeah. It's kind of like you're competing against yourself to some degree. Um, But what I tried to do is really focus on what I wanted to convey and how to do it in a relatively accurate way manner without you know everyone's going to sound however they're going to sound on that so for me it was about just trying to remember what I wanted to do with Imperial what I want to do for my career or what I thought I wanted to do at the time and trying to convey that as eloquently as possible so I tried to write out a few just sample answers of what kinds of things like what do you want to do what do you want why why now for an MBA and things like that so I tried to do that a little bit just to give myself a chance to have seen it before but still you don't quite know what the questions are so you have to uh and did you practice recording yourself at all I did once and then I watched it and I was like I'm never gonna do that again it's (laughs) it's just not very much fun to watch yourself you kind of just yell it it's like a coach yelling at uh the players on the field it's like why are you doing that (laughs) no I know what you mean listening back to your own uh to recordings or video of yourself can be you know that can be can be challenging but it sounds like you you still managed to find some some good ways to prepare for for that assessment, um, despite not wanting to watch yourself uh, on on repeat, and, and what about what about the interview itself? How did you find that? Um, I found that to be really fun. I it was really just a, kind of a good conversation. Again, I kind of it gets to if you can see there's kind of a pattern, right? Which is throughout all of them, you need to show what, why now, what you've done, and what this gets you forward. The better your answer is on any of those things, the more comfortable you'll feel. Um, so the interview felt like it built on that. I had a really good conversation and I think that plays a little bit more into the kind of things I was good at. I think that's a good point about the interview being that two way, you know, that kind of two way discussion, I think, uh, and, and, you know, for many candidates, they find it really enjoyable to have that. Um, thinking about your application overall, what do you think it was that made, um, that made you stand out? It's hard to think about your application overall without looking at your cohort. So seeing who your classmates are, you kind of get the bigger picture of what admissions is trying to build in a class. Um, I think I definitely brought in a little bit more of that entrepreneurship uh, startup experience that, you know, a lot of my cohort has worked in bigger companies and 
kind of had a more traditional career path and not being just told to, hey, go out there, make a sale and hope for the best. Otherwise, we're going to be, you know, the company is really going to be in a dark place. So um, I think that's what made mine stand out is just a different experience. I think obviously coming from Hawaii and then also then moving to Australia probably also showed it was a little bit different than some of my other uh, cohort. But also, everyone else in the cohort is also moving around all the time. So I wouldn't say that that's unique by any means. So, David, you're um, coming to the end of your first term of the full-time MBA program at Imperial. How are you finding it so far? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's been a lot better than I ever could have hoped. I think it's been a, a lot of fun, really. Um, I think that's hard to say right at this moment because we're in the middle of exam week. So it's not the most fun part of going to school, but <laughs> it definitely is a uh, it's hard being a student again, uh, but overall, I think it's been a really great experience. I really like my cohort, and it's just been a. I've been able to do a lot of things I never thought I would do. There's been all sorts of different classes, different subjects. Um, just it's really, to be honest, the best part is just being getting to be a student again. As tough it is as it is to have to take tests again, it's really nice to just get to just be there to learn something, not have to be there to solve a client problem or fix something it's this is for you and it's been really nice to take the last few months to just focus on my own education and not having to worry about anything else and final question from me having gone through the application process yourself what advice would you give to future applicants for the full-time MBA program yeah I think um, it all is going to sound like a broken record at this point but it's really about knowing kind of what you want out of this and doing your best to be able to convey that the the better you have an idea of what you're trying to get out of being at Imperial, the better off you'll be, you know, not just in your application, but when you're actually here. Um, I think just in seeing my own cohort, the people that are the happiest seem to be the ones that are using Imperial the best. That's really good advice. And thank you very much for sharing your insights with us today, David. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Yeah, no worries. Uh, Thanks for uh, having me on. That concludes this episode of Inside IB, your guide to admissions at Imperial College Business School. I've been your host, Amy Duckworth. And once again, thanks to our guests, Laura and David, for giving us the inside scoop on applying to the full-time MBA at Imperial College Business School. Join us again next week for another episode delving into the admissions process, again from the people who know best, our brilliant staff and students. In the meantime, head to the admissions section of your chosen program on our website. You can also read our admissions blogs for more useful tips, which is linked in the description of this episode.